Hey, what's going on, everybody? It's the Voice of the Misery podcast. Today is Monday, July 1st, 2019. And yes, I said I was going to redo the intro. So therefore, I I did. Um, <clears throat> the reason why I'm redoing the intro uh, before we play the interview, I forgot why the hell I said I was going to do it again. I, I completely forgot why I said I was going to do it. I'm just here for the ride. <laughs> you're, well, you're here for the intro. And, and I think the reason why is because we, for certain reasons, we had to wait to post this podcast. So when we recorded the intro, I just wanted everything to kind of match up just in case certain events changed in life, you know. Well, and plus we um, got a lot of listeners from uh, yeah, Dana Lash. Exactly. Years. So we wanted we, to update we it. We picked up a, a bunch of new listeners. So yeah. So just wanted to. Yeah. So we just want to come out here and just say hello again. So I, I did post a snippet for this interview, and I did go and I had to cut a couple things and redid a couple things, you know. So it's it's going to come out a lot better than it was originally. Going to cut out some unnecessary, you know, silence moments and shit like that. It's going to come out much better. But the reason why that nerdette's here, she's not going to be a part of the interview. Um, she's the kids are still up. That's doing? not the reason why you don't want to talk to an adult film legend <laughs> because you don't have any interest in it, and I understand. For, for, I mean, like when we first started, you know, with the podcast, this is all about me wanting to interview people that I was interested in. And yeah. um, you never wanted to do an interview at all until. I don't like interviews. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't blame you. That, that's just not your thing. You like doing the regular shows, just the two of us bullshit and all that crap. But, uh, yeah, we just kind of want to introduce ourselves to all our new listeners and people we're going to get after this podcast and just kind of give you a little quick um, heads up is what we do. So, me, I, I, I like to. Um, and I call myself the nerd because I want to release my uh, information out there. But, uh, but, uh, but, but. I hate it. <laughs> I, so I hate it. Too. I hate much. saying it. Anyway. I hate that. That should be a drinking game for our listeners. Okay. Every time every I time say, say but, but, um, um, and then I go, but, uh, but, but. Yeah. Someone yeah. needs to take a swig of something because so they're oh going to be fucked. They're going to be just as that. trash as we are at the right podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I, I like to reach out to people from all walks of life and interview them and just kind of find out like why they do what they do and, People that I admire, you know, um, just in professions and things like that that I may enjoy. Like I talked to a guy from the furries the other day. He was, you know, part of the LGBTQ community, dresses up in fur outfits and connects with animals and shit. And that was a great interview, my favorite one so far. Um, we talked to Karen Parsons from the Fresh Prince of Bel Air. That you that were in fun. that one. You were yeah. on well because you yeah. love the show too. I love the show and I knew who she was and yeah. all that. And, so yeah, and today we're talking to Sarah J, mega porn star. So I mean, that's gonna be awesome. So yeah, we just and uh, and together we talk about entertainment and shit like that. You know, you have your interest, and you want to tell them and introduce yourself a little bit. Um, well, we talk about TV shows and movies and bullshit family life stuff that pisses us off a lot. Yeah. We rant a lot about all sorts of different shit. Um, for new listeners, if you go back, we have all sorts of episodes. We have episodes on decades. Um. We've done like music. an eighties one, nineties one. We've done, um, we've done Ted Bundy. We've done the Zodiac. Mm-hmm. We've done just random. Uh, we've done wrestling. We we're all over the place. So yeah. any new listeners should just like just scroll through. I know there's a lot of episodes, but I'm guarantee there's one that you'll like. It's a big clusterfuck of things, and it's like um, because we don't want to be tied down yeah. to one thing. I don't want to talk about one thing every single time. That's boring. Yeah, like there's like there's a lot of wrestling podcasts out there, and it, the interest in wrestling has been waning for a long time. So if you're talking about Raw and SmackDown, and people aren't watching it. They're not going to listen to your podcast anymore. Right. It's just by attrition, you know? Um, and even if you pick one show, like Stranger Things is coming up, which I'm yeah. excited for, or yep. whatever. But if you have a Stranger Things podcast, what the hell do you talk about canceling. when the show is done for the season or whatever? Like, so... We just talk know. about whatever the fuck we want. Yeah. <laughs> it never it, gets it old. It varies from week to week. We talk about all sorts of different shit. Oh, yeah. Right um, now, we're right now uh, currently, before this podcast airs, we're over 81, 82,000 downloads. I think we're um, at 83 or 84 now. So, like, let's um, say close to 85,000 downloads. We're doing good. We've been around since January of this year, so about seven months. Yeah. We just hit our seventh month now, and uh, the thing's going strong. We're picking up steam, and um, as, as you can see, you know, we're, we're getting guests. We're going to get a lot more because I, I like talking to, you know, people from all walks of life. And I, I, I think it's cool when you can land someone that, like, you're a fan of, a legitimate fan of. Like, I didn't. Just like say, hey, let's talk to Karen Parsons one day. We like Karen Parsons. Yeah. We she was my still my favorite character, and she's already been on the show, so it's not like I got to lie to get her on. She mm-hmm. was my favorite character on the show. She was great. We do plan on reaching out to her one more time though, when her movie is oh, yeah, close to being course. released. We want to talk to her again. 
so. she's got her info, maybe she'll reach out to us. That'd be pretty goddamn cool, wouldn't that it? That would be awesome. She, she had a good time. I had so much fun talking to her. She, me too. She was awesome. I, I, I would like just like to have her on just the bullshit. She'd get her views on certain things, you know? Neil from the Furries, another cool guy. He was a. I keep calling him Neil from the Furries. It's, it's, it's not like a fucking group of like outcasts. They're just. Well, no. Well, you don't know his last name. What, what's yeah. his company? Uh, art, 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 artwork tees, artwork tees, and there's links in that video. It was a couple videos back. I don't remember yeah, the exact so, number, but you can get all the links for that. And I implore you guys, go back and listen. Every episode standalone. I mean, you could have a good time driving to work. Tell your friends about it. Pass it along. Add mm-hmm. us on Twitter at um, Voices of Misery and uh, Voices Misery Podcast at gmail.com. You can you can just you know reach out to us anytime. And if you want to be on the show. We'll have you on. I don't give a shit. You want to talk to me, her, well, both of us, Neil whatever. Well, because Neil reached out to us. Right? Yeah, he Neil had, did. He had a purpose. Yep. He gave a backstory, and we, we talked about it, and we're like, okay, like, yeah. do that interview. We had a very respectful interview. You know, it was he great. He reached out to us. We didn't find him. Mm-hmm. So we're very willing and open to hear you out if you have a story or a cause or whatever. Yeah, whatever, whatever you want to talk about, man. As long as you got a good story and you're willing to talk to a maniac like myself, <laughs> I'm fine with it, man. Just please reach out, and uh, we are here. Uh, is there anything that we missed for the intro? I don't think so. I think we covered everything. I don't think there. I don't think there's anything else. All right, man. I gotta. I gotta get ready for Sarah J, man. Go ahead and leave, and don't forget to turn the light out. You're stupid. <laughs> <I'm> just... <laughs> You're stupid, stupid ass. Well, anyway, hold on, hold on. I'm, I'm just fucking with you. I don't leave you yet. So anyway, uh, on the show today, our guest, my guest, our guest, whatever you want to say, the woman I will be interviewing is a 2017 AVN Hall of Famer. She's been in thousands of adult films. She um, she has her own website, sarahj.com. She directs films. She's done a ton of shit. She's got a great YouTube channel, too. That's fucking hysterical, by the way, man. She's legitimately funny. And her Twitter page, at sarahjxxx. I'll let her post, uh, you know, post all her own stuff, and I'm going to put all her links up in the podcast description. I'll ask her to plug her stuff again, you know, so you can hear it from her herself. But yeah, man. Ladies and gentlemen, Sarah Jane. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Voices of Misery podcast. We are joined today by AVN Hall of Famer, uh, CEO of Wideside Productions, um, director. You can you name it. She's done it. She's done it all. She is phenomenal and my personal favorite adult film star, Miss Sarah J. How you doing? I'm good. Thank you. Thank you for coming on the show, Sarah J. I'm a huge fan of yours, and I never thought that I would have the opportunity to speak with you. I do understand you're in Miami right now. Uh, would you like to tell our listeners what you're in Miami for? Well, I live here. Okay. Um, there is a thing yeah. called a- Exotica. Uh, what right, you- that's in September. Oh, okay. I'm, oh, my goodness. I am <laughs> fucking terrible. Okay, so um, anyway, um, uh, you, you are the CEO of Wideside Productions. Um, what does that entail exactly? Like, what exactly is Wideside Productions? Uh, Wideside Productions is a production company and management team. Um, we produce content for five different websites. We have a DVD line, and we also manage talent. Okay, excellent. So, so like you're you're one of the few that actually um, like you you start off as as an entertainer, and you moved on and you branched out to bigger and better things. So. <clears throat> Is, is this something that you've always envisioned yourself doing once you got into the business, kind of just taking it to the next level, or is there um, uh, pretty much like... Yeah, yeah basically. Right. Um, I, you know, I got into the industry knowing that I was going to stay in the industry, and I just didn't really see a reason to change careers, you know? Like, this career's been good to me, and I've made a name for myself, and I enjoy it, Um I wanted to be more proficient at all the different aspects of adult and really make an impact on the adult community. Well, you've definitely done that. Um, you've been in there for quite a while now. You started in 2001. Um, before that, I just want to go back a little bit. Uh, you were a psychology student at the University of Cincinnati. Now, was psychology yeah. just not your thing? Or are you just uh, like, how did, how did this all start? Like, how did a nice, sweet, innocent... University of Cincinnati uh, student for psychology become a, an adult film star? Um, well, I started dancing. Um, I got married very early, and my husband suggested that I started stripping. And I really liked it. It gave me a chance to explore my sexuality. And um, I just uh, I wanted to keep that going. 
so I had the opportunity to, you know, possibly be a adult film star. I, I took it. Now, how does that opportunity come about? Does like a director sit in the uh, strip club and he's like, "Hey, that girl is beautiful. I, I want to talk to her." Or did just like the stars align? Did you maybe get involved because another girl that you were dancing with at the club that night suggested it to you? How, how did that happen? How did that come about? Um, well, it was something that you know I wanted to do, and I kind of sought it out. I had known one girl that worked in the club that had. Um, done it and so I kind of like picked her brain a little bit and then um after that she got me one scene it didn't really turn out well um it was never released and not no fault of mine but then um you know I started taking pictures of myself and on polaroids and I sent them into like all these producers and directors until I got a job Okay, okay. Now, when your family found out about this, is this something that you try to keep secret or when are or, or do you guys have that kind of relationship where it's like, hey, this is what I'm doing and they're just really down with the cause? Um, it was somewhere in between, honestly. Like, we have a really great relationship, but, you know, I think that would be like a little bit startling to just about any, you know, family. So, um, I started out by telling them I was a stripper, and, um, you know, that wasn't really an issue. And then I started out doing some new modeling for photographers and stuff, so, you know, I told them about that. You know, we didn't really make too big of a deal about it. And then I just kind of, like, eased them into nude action modeling. (laughs) (laughs) If you think about it, it's just porn. (laughs) Exactly. No. Now you definitely come across that way when I watch you because I, I'm I'm a huge fan. Like I, I I mentioned that already. Like I I really am a big fan of yours, and I have a uh, an, an iPad, and on my Safari tabs I actually have a folder that's labeled comic books because I want to hide it from the old lady. And there's quite a few of your scenes <laughs> in there, so I just want you to know that you you really do come across <laughs> as um, very genuine in your scenes. Uh, one one thing in particular, like I do like a lot of different genres. But I'm not a big fan of solo stuff because I always like think to myself, the person doing the solo stuff, it must be pretty awkward when you're by yourself in a room, like talking to the camera, doing things. Is it really like that awkward or you've been doing it for a while, so it's probably pretty yeah, easy for you? Yeah, it is. I mean, yeah, it's, it's awkward. Uh, I, I think that solos are awkward and I even think camming is just odd and awkward too, but it's just a fact of life. You know, it's just part of my life. Yeah, but it, it, it's got to be pretty lucrative, though, because I see, like, uh, there's a lot of people in those rooms, because, like, that's, like, one of those things at the bottom right-hand corner of the screen of the porn you're looking at, you click on it, and, like, it brings up the screen of a girl in front of a camera or whatever, and guys just throw money at mm-hmm. it, so it, it, it's a big business, obviously, and you you got your hands in everything, so you've obviously done very well for yourself. Are there any regrets about getting into the industry, or no, you're pretty much, you're, you're, you're good? Yeah, I don't have any regrets, not at all. Um... I, I love what I do and I do what I love. I've always been able to dictate um, my career and decide which direction it would go in. And I've always had really great experiences on set. Never any problems. Sure. Now, now you, you did mention you were married. Um, this is the question that was sent then uh, from a fan of yours. Uh, do you feel any less intimate in your personal life after being in the adult film industry for so long? Like, does it just become just another thing for you to do when you're, when you're having sex with, you know, someone in your personal life as opposed to on film? No, it's totally different. You know, on camera sex is completely different than off camera sex. I mean, there's other people there. You're concerned about how it looks and not how it feels. Um, you know, you're worried about your hair and your makeup and, you know, about, you know, if the guy's staying hard and, you know, there's a lot of concerns in order to make a decent production that you don't have to be concerned with when you're having sex at home recreationally. 
Yeah, exactly. You probably just kind of let your guard down a little bit more when you're at home. You don't really have to worry about someone saying, all right, now do this, do that, do this, do that. But you, you, uh, did, yeah, and yeah. I don't have to have like a certain amount of time for each position at home. There's not like requirements. Now, you did mention the guy staying hard, which is, you know, uh, something that was out also asked. Now, there have been a couple of scenes out there where, you know, like the guy just struggles. And like I've seen a few because I've watched a ton of your scenes. There's uh, a couple with Mandingo. There's another one. Um, there's, there's another big star out there. Um, Shane Diesel. Like some of these guys just don't look like they're actually like all the way there. Is it because you're on set for so long or is it just like these guys are just getting older because you see the same guys pretty much like rotating? But there's it seems like the ratio of men to women. It seems like there's seven women for every, you know, 10 porn stars out there. So it's like a seven to three ratio or whatever the numbers are. It just seems like there's a lot more. You think they're just worn out? Um, there's a lot of different reasons why a guy would have a hard time maintaining an erection. Um, you know, anything from he's got a really large dick and it takes a lot of blood to fill it to um, age to use. You know, a lot of these guys are shooting, you know, two or three scenes a day, plus probably having recreational sex. Um and, you know, all those things play a factor. Sure. Um, now, one, one thing about porn that I've never understood is, like, you hear about this thing nowadays, you know, like, I don't know if you follow politics at all, but they're saying, oh, pay equality for men and women. And um, how, like, men get paid a lot more than women in the average job. In porn, women get paid more than men. So you should, I mean, like, in my eyes, they should put that on a pedestal. Like, this is the place where women can go to make more money than men. And you guys are just, you know, you really the star of the show. Men and women pay to see the woman. It's like you guys are the star. So do you see that to be true? Like this is an industry where women can thrive more so than the men? Like this is the women's industry. Um, I don't necessarily agree with you. Okay. So, so like, so how do you see it from, from an insider speaking to an outsider? How do you see that actually playing out? Do the men get paid more than the women or is what I'm seeing wrong? Cause I'm not like an, cause obviously I'm not an insider or anything like that. I don't really know the industry. I'm just basically just going off what I'm reading on the internet. You know, women are often given jobs within production companies that are already established in management positions, directorial positions, or they have opportunities to start their own businesses much more than a woman does. Yeah, and it's like when I watch a movie, and like I do have a certain type of, of, of film that I like to watch, my personal favorite are two women going at it. And I also want to give your, your website here a plug real quick, sarahj.com. I actually, mm-hmm. I actually have a membership. I, I I just purchased a membership now. Thank you. I'm, <laughs> I got to hide the credit card statements next month. But uh, <laughs> but there is a scene on there that I feel very discreetly. Oh my goodness! The the way you said that just sent chills down my spine. The way you said that. Uh, <laughs> but <laughs> but there is one scene in particular that I cannot get past. It's like I start watching it, and it's like you know how like most guys probably tell you they have a go to scene. My scene mm-hmm. is you and Ryan Connor. Holy shit. <laughs> oh, yeah? God Wait, damn. Was it the older one or the newer one? There was one, like, you, like, were over over a pool table, and you guys were going at it. Oh, yeah. That was just a couple years ago. We did, <sighs> actually did one in, I think, 2002 also. I mean, I, I hope what they say is not true, where if you jerk off too much, you go blind because, man, I'm going to need even bigger glasses than I'm wearing now because that is awesome. <laughs> I don't know. It is <laughs> such a great scene. You two have great chemistry. And is, Thank you. Do you choose who you work with? I mean, obviously on SarahJ.com you do, but before that, like like all the other sites like Bang Bros and all the other sites that you worked for, did you get the pick or was it just like, here you go? Um, not really. Usually they pick for you. I mean, if you have like an issue or something with, um, the people that you're working with, you can always bring it up, of course. But, um, for the most part, uh, I just allow the production company to cast the talent. Okay. Now on SarahJ.com, you must have your own, um, like your, your own say in that. 
because I see that you work with a lot of the same people on there. You got Angelina Castro, um, uh, the, the the one gentleman, and Karen Fisher. I can't remember the one guy's name at the top of my head. Um, I can picture his face. I don't know his name. But there's like this one. Real major. That there. Thank you very much, him. So you guys have a very close knit group. I, I I take it. So it was like your favorite people to work with. Yeah, I manage all of those talents. Man, manager too. I can't believe it, Sarah J. You are like. You're you're my favorite one, or my favorite star. But like you've 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 got to be like one of the biggest out there. Obviously, I mean, like I watch your films, I search you all the time. But is there like a scale or anything like that you could kind of like grade yourself as far as like where you put yourself amongst the the current entertainers? No, I never compare myself to others, only to myself. Because like, because like I we all come from different backgrounds and we all have different histories. You know, we, we've all done different things. It's impossible to compare myself to someone else. Oh, of course. Well, I'm going to rate you. I don't care if you don't have an ego. I, I have them for you. You are amazing, and you are the top porn star, in my opinion. And you, Thank and, you. And you, you've done more interracial scenes than any other porn star. Am I correct? I am not sure about that. Um, I, I've, I've never heard that before, but it's totally possible. I wouldn't doubt it. I did see it on the internet, and you were called a pioneer of the industry, and uh, you've done more interracial <laughs> scenes than any other female porn star. But then again, everything you see, I mean, like I've seen on the internet that the world's flat. We know that's not true. I don't know. I hope I didn't offend anyone listening. Right. <laughs> but I mean, like, I I wouldn't doubt it because it, it seems like most of your scenes, at least the ones I've seen, that uh, you, you've mostly worked with African-American males. Do you have a preference in your personal life or no? Um, generally, I have a tendency to lean towards people that are darker than me, but it's not always like I, you know, I usually am with people based on their personality and not necessarily their looks. Looks is like a number two or number three of importance for me. So you're saying Um, there's a chance. But, (laughs) you know, I, I grew I grew up in a white neighborhood with white people and a white family. And so obviously, I'm gonna you know, be interested in people that are non-white. Of course. you. I mean, just people in general tend to kind of flock towards things that are different. At least that's the way we should be as a people. So I think it's Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm not one of these people where I, like, only, you know, date black guys or something like that. It's definitely not like that at all. It's just I, I know white people, and I'm always interested in somebody that I do not know. Of course, it's good to keep that open mind. Now, since we're on this topic, I, I, I do want to ask you, because there are some stars out there that it's like there's rumors that like they refuse to work with, you know, the opposite race and all that good stuff. And they say it's because of a money issue. Like they, they feel like they're going to get paid less if they work with someone of the opposite, uh, you know, skin color or whatever. Is that is, is that true? Is that something that you see in the industry? It's nonsense. It's complete nonsense. It's an excuse for racism. Really? I mean, it, it doesn't even make sense. Like, I don't even know how somebody would logically explain that. If you're sectioning out large groups of people that are not available to be your fans because you only have sex with people of your same ethnicity, obviously you're going to have less fans. Exactly, because, like, you're, you're basically saying, okay, I'm only going to screw black guys or white guys. So I'm going to just say, you know, I don't care if the other half watches me. I'm going to bang this half only. And it's yeah. it's, it's, it's just really weird, man. Yeah, when guys like porn, they want to engage in their people of Whatever color their penis is. So if you choose not to have sex with a specific color of penis, you are sectioning out. Now, I don't agree with that. You want to know why? Because I because <laughs> I don't want to imagine my penis because mine is pathetic. I want to imagine myself being the other guy. So I try to put myself in their shoes. Yeah. It's pathetic. Everybody feels that way. Like, you know, a lot of people really would Exactly. Exactly. I agree with you. I was just trying to be funny. It's like the unattainable girl, you know. Uh, <laughs> now, okay. now, um, as 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 far as porn goes, um, there is a lot of pirating out there, and I just want to bring to your attention, and I'm no, and I know that you're aware of it. Uh, there's sites out there like Pornhub, X Videos, and all these other websites out there, and there's tons of places you can get porn for free. 
Have you seen that? Because you've been around, you know, 2001. So that's probably, you know, around the time before it became such a big deal. And 2019, we're in now where it's it's all over the place. You can get everything for free. Why pay for it? Do you see this dipping into your pockets? Is it hurting you? Or, or are you just doing so well in your brand that you don't even notice it? Um, well, you know, the world changes, times change, things change. You have to roll with the changes. And if you don't, then you will be um, at a loss. So, like, what is the answer to, to stop this? Because, I mean, I don't want to see you or anyone else in the industry stop doing what they're doing because the well dries up, because people are just not paying for it anymore. They're saying it's happening with the music industry, the movies are going down, and all sorts of other aspects of entertainment. What do you think is the answer to, to kind of keep people interested in paying for the product? Those pirate or those companies that do the tube sites and that post uh, the free porn, they have developed into their business model a um, way for consumers to pay for the porn and for the performers and the studios that produce that content to get checks uh, for that porn. So all those tube sites, they pay me every month. It's not an issue. Okay, because I was wondering because I do have, of course, I have the the X video Sarah J official, you know, bookmarked. So that's actually you then? Yeah. Oh, my God. Okay, excellent. Because I kind of feel weird now because, like, I would leave these comments like, oh, my God, you're so hot. So I guess you actually saw those comments. Okay, excellent. Now I feel really awkward. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, um, it wasn't always like that when they started. And they made you know, quite the enemies uh, of many people in the industry. So, um, you know, they had to fix that and develop good relationships where we were just constantly because you know up until past couple years we would just constantly have our legal team contact them and remove content contact them remove content contact them remove content and um now that they're making money they're able to you know share that money with um the rest of us so like i said i you know i don't mind the tube sites they uh get exposure for me to um, people that don't pay for porn or don't pay very much for porn or people that just like the tube sites. Um, and I appreciate whatever, you know, money that they're going to give us considering I, you know, we went for years fighting them. Exactly. Exactly. And it's good to see the good guys win in this whole thing. Now, let me ask you a question here. Yeah. You've been around since 2001, right? I have seen 2000 actually 2000. Okay. Okay. So, um, there's a lot of women that have been around for quite a bit in porn and they go downhill. Like you see them for a few years, they go downhill. You have gotten better with age. Like your body is fucking incredible. It's stay the same. What is your secret? Um, well, you know, I haven't had any kids first of all. Which, you know, kids really wreck your body. <laughs> kids having a ruin whole your human life. Being developed <laughs> inside of your belly. And um, I work out, and I don't, I don't, I don't know. I kind of watch what I eat, but not really. Like I don't ever restrict myself from food. I just kind of like portion control. And I've always worked out, so you know, I take care of my body, and I'm always concerned about it, and you know. Um, concerned about like where I am as far as like weight and muscle mass and you know body fat and stuff like that so it's definitely on the forefront of my mind at all times but um I yeah I don't go on like crazy diets or anything like that obviously (laughs) um you know I just I just try to be smart about what I'm eating and just try to be healthy it's definitely possible to stay in a adult entertainment as, as long as you want because Nina Hartley, I mean, I think she's probably close to 60 or if not older. I don't have the age right in front of me. And her body's still great, too. You can do this realistically for as long as you, you know, can, can hold up. And by the looks of it, you're going to be there for a long time, and I am very grateful for it. <laughs> now, do you feel like – now, you did mention kids. Is that something you, you want to do eventually, or is that just like a no, I don't want kids at all? No, I've never needed children. I um I got sick in two thousand thirteen, I think it was. Okay. And uh, yeah, so there's no kids for me. 
Okay. Well, you know what? There's, it's, it's, they're not for everybody. Myself, my wife, and I, we had two, and then we got her fixed. And it's, it's weird to say fixed because, like, we're not talking about dogs. We're talking about human beings. I don't even know what the exact human being it's the term same for. Thing, though. I mean, it it's is. really not that far off. We're all animals, you know. It is. It is. Now, now, I'm gonna ask you this question here because our I, parts all work the same, except they can hold like a whole bunch more puppies in there than we can kids. But <laughs> and thank God we are different in that aspect because if my wife can hold, yeah. hold hold kids like a puppy can hold, you know, just imagine a what child support. Imagine the child support. Oh my God. Right, fourteen <laughs> puppies. Now, now I, I, I did flub this earlier. I did want to ask you about the Exotica Miami thing that's coming up in September. Correction, September. So uh, what is that about, and like, what, what's going to happen? I saw a picture of you and Karen Fisher, and I was sold. I'm going to Miami. Motherfucker. Pretty cool. Now you have a toy yourself, the Starlet Stroker, and with I do. Oh my goodness, that thing is fucking amazing. I actually purchased one, and uh, oh wow. <laughs> yeah, it was a it was a little weird at first. I purchased it a couple of days ago and I got it in the mail, and it's and I'm gonna be honest with you, it's a little strange at first because it's like a it's like a toy, and I'm like, all right, and I didn't know like how it was gonna feel, and I thought it was gonna like you know like fucking glitch out and like rip my dick off, you know. But it's actually really cool. And hearing your voice live and then hearing that device, it's it, it's definitely going to make the experience a lot better later. <laughs> so. Yeah, you know, it's probably the only toy that has a voice, which is pretty exciting. I mean, especially if you're a big fan of mine, you've been jerking off to the sound of my voice for years already. <laughs> if you leave the volume on, that is mine. Then, uh, you know, to hear me encourage you to come is probably amazing, you know, I would think so. Plus, it also vibrates, which is really cool. Yes, it and, does. Um, <laughs> yeah, easy cleanup. <laughs> Oh my God! It's so weird to tell you that I that I have this thing, but yeah, I I I, I do. I I've become very inspired lately. So, <laughs> and, well, I'm and glad that you're enjoying it. It does mail discreetly. And no one will ever know. Like, yeah. if, the only way people would know that you got this thing is if they stole the mail off your porch, like you see in the news all the time about the, you know people stealing shit. <laughs> but, uh, so let me ask you this: yeah. How hard is it for you to date in your personal life, being an adult entertainer? Um, are men horrified of you, like because in, in in your films you have a reputation for being with like these larger men so did they're like oh i can't compete with that motherfucker i'm not going to talk to her you know do you see that definitely i don't think really um i you know i get a lot of satisfaction from friends and work and you know i i'm definitely not in the need for sex um but as far as like you know, personal relationships and stuff go, it's really difficult for me to ask somebody to tolerate my lifestyle. Um, it's a complicated lifestyle. I'm always busy. I really don't have time for anybody in my life, um, and I'm always busy satisfying men. You know, so it's uh, it's really it's just it's not. That's the word I'm looking for. It's uh, it's not really nice for me to even think that anybody is gonna easily fall into my life. You know, it's it's okay. out of the ordinary. You know, I to find somebody that would do that. And I'm not really looking. Like I said, I have like a really great life, lots of friends. It's very full. Um, I'm always busy, and I'm also not really concerned with other people. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm talking you know, about, girl. Partner, but 
You know, that's just not something that fits into my life. Have you ever dated someone in the industry? Uh, no. I've never really, I haven't really dated. Like, I got, I got married, and I was married for 11 years, and um, after that, I had a boyfriend for a year, and then, yeah, I never really dated again, so... <laughs> You know what? I'm I'm very glad you answered that question. I'm very glad I asked it because in my mind, you and Richard Mann dated for like three years because you guys, the few scenes I've seen you guys together in, <laughs> you guys were so good together, like unbelievably yeah, good. Yeah, we we had we were working with the same director a lot. That's why. Oh my god, Thank you, you. you guys were like perfect. I was like, holy shit! I wish they were dating because holy fuck, they're 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 awesome. You know, <laughs> I would like to see more with you two. And um, do you, right. Now, and and you do a lot of good scenes with women, too. Like I told you, you, your scene with Ryan Connor is constantly being played. It was played about three times this morning before I went to work. I was a zombie all day. <laughs> but do you, right. pre- yeah, do you prefer... Yeah, do you prefer... I enjoyed it. Oh, my God, it was great. Do you prefer working with men or women? Um, I prefer threesomes, honestly. Like, one man and one female. I'm bisexual, and I feel most satisfied when I have a, a woman and a man. Do you find those scenes more challenging? Like, do you guys, like, fight for, like, what you're doing? Or is it really, like, that planned out? Like, okay, now you're going to do this. You're going to grab his balls. You're going to suck this or whatever. Or do you guys, like, actually, like, legitimately fight for it? Like, what you're doing? No. No, there's, there's never any fighting. Like, I'm I'm a really good threesome partner. I'm, like, I would consider myself a really great sexual assistant. Um, yeah. I like to see a woman enjoy herself, so... It's never a fight over the dick or anything like that. Um, you know, I, I want to enjoy it, and then I want to give her a turn to enjoy it, or vice versa. You know, I like yeah. I like seeing a woman enjoy herself on a cock, and I also like to eat pussy. So, um, yeah, it's just a great love fest, you know. Another star that I miss that you worked with quite a few times was um, Austin Taylor. You've worked with her a few times. I've got a couple of those bookmarked. Why did she leave? Like, do you see a lot of your friends, like, finding God and leaving or just not, like, is that, is there any way we can get them back? Yeah, I'm, I'm not asking. really sure. Like, we weren't very close. I don't really know her very well. Um, you would probably be best asking her. Uh, I guess the rumor was that she had, um, found God or whatever that means. I don't know. <laughs> like I said, I, I, I don't think I would be like the best person to ask why she quit. I, I hate that when people find God because it's, uh, it's just, it's just disgusting. <laughs> I mean, I'm not a big God person. I'm not a, believer. well, I mean the way, yeah, you know, the thing is, it's like, that just lets me know that you were not okay with what you were doing from day one. Exactly. And that's sad to me. I don't know. I'm just much more sure of myself, I think, than a lot of people. I don't do things unless I'm, like, totally certain about doing it. Can you make me a promise? But I would never do something as, as big <laughs> and as, you know, permanent as porn and then yeah. decide that that wasn't my past. And it's funny because like just. But be- I guess people do it all the time, you know. Yeah, it's like just because you find God, it, it's like your your videos aren't just going to disappear off the internet. They're always going to be there, you know. So own up to it. Like don't, because there was one out there. Um, I think her name was Jenna Presley. I saw her interviews, and she basically like bashed the industry and went off on everybody. And it's like, you know, you you really don't want to like bash where you came from. Just move on from it, but don't bash the people along the way that helped make you what you were. You know, a lot of times it just tells me that they were really unhappy with themselves and they're mad at themselves for having, you know, a bad judgment to get into something that they weren't prepared for, you know? Yeah. It's it's sad that, you know, you don't know yourself well enough to know what you're capable of. and, And then there's other people that just change their mind, you know? They just... It's just not what the direction that they want to go in anymore, and that's cool. But I also feel like if that's your your decision, that you shouldn't be bashing the industry either, because well, it's like that's where you came from, you know. It's just fucking ridiculous. It was just fucking ridiculous, and like they had no problem. They were cashing those paychecks, as I know she made a little bit of money, a little bit of coin while she was doing it. So it just kind of just doesn't make sense to bash it when you're gone. Um. 
Yeah, you know, people do have bad experiences too sometimes. And uh, I don't know, like, I, I just don't think that, you know, people have a real clear vision often of their lives and what they're capable of and what they're not capable of. And, and also, we've got this whole, like, Me Too feminism thing happening right now. And it brings up a lot to me that um, my focus with the whole Me Too situation, and I'm bringing this up because it all comes together, is that we as women, as, you know, sisters and daughters and mothers, we have the right to say what we do with our body. And a lot of times people don't take that opportunity to use that, you know? Um, there's a lot of people that do things because they're told to or because they're asked to without any questions, whether they want to do it or not. And that will get you into a bad situation where either you're taken advantage of or you're doing something you don't want to do or just make you feel bad inside at the end of the day. And a, a lot of women especially are not told by their people that are bringing them up, their parents, their grandparents, whatever, that they have this right always to say what happens to them. Oh, and I agree. I think when you forget that, you end up being a victim. Oh, God bless. I don't even believe in God, but I'm going to say God bless because I think that was amazing what you just said. I'm a firm believer in life of people being able to make the choices they want to make and being able to follow through with them without any repercussions. The fact that so many people are against like adult entertainment, against prostitution, and I don't have a thing against prostitutes either. I mean, I have a very strong view on that. Here, I, I live in Myrtle Beach. There's a big prostitution problem here. And these women, they walk the streets, and a lot of them don't have the education or anything like that to do anything in life. No one was as fortunate as you because, I mean, like, you're a fucking college graduate. You're a psychology student, you know? You're a very smart woman. You're, you're, mm-hmm. you're more zeros in the bank than, I, than I've ever seen probably, you know? So you've done very well for yourself. I did end up finishing film school, by the way. <laughs> oh shit. oh shit. She's going to do her. I mean, I'm telling you, Sarah J., you're going to be the queen of porn. Very soon, you're going to be the number one everything, I guarantee it, because, I mean, you, you, you have a good head in your shoulders, and you're, you're awesome at what you do, and I'm a huge fan. And uh, like I was saying, though, like, I, I, I really think people need to butt their nose at everyone else's business. I think when we start paying attention to what's going on in your own households and of other people's, I think we'd be better off as a society. Yeah, for sure. Um, you know... I don't know. I, I think that a lot of times people are focused on like the micro problems of, you know, sexual harassment and stuff like that. But the, the macro of it is that we have a voice. Use that voice. Yeah, exactly. You know, there's been plenty of times where I'm on set and I'm like, nope, I'm not going to do that. That's and a- that's just the way it is. I'm not. <laughs> like, yeah. and you know, maybe I'm, maybe it's because I'm, you know, confident and I'm not greedy and I don't really care what happens to me after I say no, like, don't hire me again. I don't care. There's other people that will, or I'll make my own money. That's fine. Well, you don't you know, like, but the thing is, is like, I also feel like, you know, I'm confident enough in my star power that if I say no to something, guess what? It's not going to happen. Exactly. And, 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 and that's interesting that you mentioned that because there's a lot of girls that like I've never seen in porn because like I've watched more porn than I, than I care to. I, I don't give a shit. I have no shame. I, I watch a, a lot. And I've seen girls like for the first time on camera and like they're getting like pissed on and shit and, and, and like a foot in the back of the neck. They're getting stomped, slapped and choked. And you could tell they don't really want to be where they're at. You'll never see that in a Sarah J movie because you are the star. You're in control. Is there anything that can be done? Exactly. And if you do see it, trust me, it was planned beforehand. <laughs> well, like, is there anything that can you be know, done to help these young I've girls? I've done rough scenes, but it's like always one of those things where you're like, okay, this is what we're going to do to you. Are you okay with it? And I'm like, yeah, sure, that's fine. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. that's fine. Now, has there ever been a time where someone crossed the line with you where you're just like, yeah, fuck you, I'm not working with you ever again? Yeah, but it's never been, like, on any, like, sexual stuff, you know, or, like, violation of, like, my body or anything like that. It's just, like, 
I don't like you and I really don't want to bring you any kind of sexual satisfaction. So we have no list in the industry. And when you work for a company, even though they might not ask you who you want to work with, they almost always ask you who you don't want to work with. So that way they don't book you with them. Okay. Now, who's the funniest person? to work with because I've seen there's this guy named Voodoo who fucking cracks me up every time he's funny as shit and Ava Devine makes me laugh too because she's like so over the top with her <laughs> nasty talk and of course Lexington Steele with his yeah. orgasms he's like yeah he like screams and shit and I mean like people crack me up who's the funniest that yeah. you work with I don't know like I kind of feel like I'm pretty funny to be honest with you like I feel like I'm always the one making the jokes on set um, you know when I write scripts they're usually funny and I, I try to write funny parts into them, and I always encourage the talent to be funny if they think something's funny within the scene. Yeah, I enjoy that. Um, I think, you know, any type of smiling and laughing <laughs> is, like, good, you know? There is, the world needs more of that, so I um, I don't have any kind of problem with bringing some humor into my I can definitely vouch for you being funny, only because your YouTube channel is fucking hysterical. <laughs> can you want to do you want to tell people Thank about you. that channel? Because like, like let's just throw the like the plug out there, like what the link is exactly. Because I mean, you are fucking funny on that shit. Yeah, I have um, Sarah JTV. I have a lot of like comedy skits on there, and I tell stories. Um, I have a bunch of different kinds of stuff, and I've had it for a few years. Um, we're, we work on it when we can, and yeah, it's really great to have an outlet for humor with my clothes on. <laughs> I mean, like, you were just not a porn star. I mean, like, you, you are an actual entertainer, and you've transcended the game, and you, I mean... I'm used to, and a lot of the listeners are used to seeing you naked, obviously, but I mean, there's a lot more to Sarah J. Just like, I want people, I implore them to check out the YouTube channel because you're fucking hysterical, and um, you're very good at talking, telling stories, and just being entertaining, and um, I think you would be a phenomenal podcaster. I, I, I think you should have your own show. I think you need to be more out there. I think you need to do more stuff. We working on one, although it's not a very funny movie though, but I'm working on a podcast with Angelina Castro. We've done, oh, maybe about 10 episodes, and we haven't released them yet. We're trying to get, you know, a nice little stockpile right before we release them. But um, it's tentatively called uh, Stuff You Should Know About Sex. Oh, my goodness. Now, I need to know a lot because I'm terrible at it. I can tell because my wife yawns. <laughs> she falls asleep half the time. She says, are you done yet? Can you give a schlep like me tips on how to please your woman? Like what? Like what are some simple things that guys that aren't porn stars can do to please their woman? You know, nobody wants to hear this, but it's definitely the simplest thing: pay attention and communicate to your partner. Like if you communicate with your partner and your partner communicates back, it's gonna exponentially make your sex life better. You know, like, if you're eating her pussy and you're watching her, you should be able to determine if what you're doing is working for her or not. And if it's not, you move on to some other stroke or some other lick or some other activity, you know? And it also helps, obviously, when your partner communicates back and says, you know, I really like that or like, oh, not so rough or whatever, you know, like communication is key. We're all different. Everybody's body is different. I can't give you like one tip and be like, this is going to work for everybody because we're all different, you know? Um, But the biggest tip is to communicate with your partner. Like I, when I'm having sex, I make sure that my partner knows when something feels good versus when something feels bad, you know? I would definitely appreciate uh, that. I think that, I was going to say, I, th- I think that, you know, the partners I choose are primarily because they're responsive in that way, you know, like. Of course, of course. I would definitely appreciate that. Like, I don't get that feedback. It's more or less like, eh, just get it over with. I mean, we've been together 13 years. I guess we're at that point where it just doesn't matter anymore. Maybe that's part of the problem, too. Um, yeah, you know, <laughs> like, you, you want to open up those ways of communication, like, hey, you like this, babe? Am I doing it right? 
You want it wetter? Do you want it harder? Do you want it faster? What do you like? Oh, no. She says just roll the fuck off and grab your, your Sarah J. Starlet scro- Stroker. That's basically what she says. She's like, just get that and shut the fuck up. I'm going to bed. That's what she says. <laughs> now, I know we only got a few minutes left here. Um, I, I do want to ask you, you did do a trans scene recently, your very first ever trans scene. How how was that? And like, was that something you always wanted to do, or is it just something that got presented to you? Like, how did that whole thing come about? Like, you had sex with a transsexual on camera. Yes, ma'am. Um, it was great. Yeah, you know, like I had been wanting to do a TS scene, and I've never had sex with a TS in my personal life either. So um, for me. There needed to be some chemistry there, you know, like, uh, I, I've never had that experience before. So I wanted to make sure that whoever I did have that experience with, that it was somebody that I was like completely attracted to, you know, and, um, Foxy and I had met numerous times at different conventions and expos and events and stuff. And we always got along really great, you know, and very attracted to her. I think she's beautiful. Um, and great personality, heart of gold. She's a wonderful person. And, yeah, so I asked her to, to do the scene with me. And it was a very good scene. The, my only problem was, like, it's, it seemed like Foxy was having a little bit of a problem keeping or maintaining an erection, I guess. Um, is, is it? Yeah, you know, it's, it's difficult for TSs sometimes. You know, they have to maintain this really delicate balance of hormones. Uh, enough hormones to make them appear feminine and uh, enough hormones or not not enough hormones to you know make their dick inactive so it's it's a little bit of a challenge to um, have, find a TS with an extremely hard cock yeah and and you put it a That's lot better you put it a lot better than I was because I'm trying to come up with it so thank you for saving me there I was trying to come up with, like, the exact words to say, yeah. <laughs> because, like, I don't want to insult another performer, like, oh, well, she can't get hard, she doesn't do it right. But, I mean, like, I, I, I no, didn't notice there was know, a problem. It's just, like, a little challenge. Oh, yeah, and, like, I, I will tell you one thing. If the Like, I can talk a lot of shit, like, man, Sarah, if me and you had a scene together, I'd tear it up. No, I would have the same problem because of all the cameras and lights and people telling me what to do when a camera up my asshole. I'm like, you know, I, I would probably have the same problem, so I'm, I'm not talking shit like I would do better. It's just weird. I'm trying to understand, like, why this happens, you know? Because I thought, like, they would take Viagra and it would just magically work. Not everybody wants to do that. That kind of stuff is really hard on the body sometimes, too, you know? And uh, honestly, I'm not sure how a Viagra would work with estrogen. I've, I've never thought about that before, but there might be some type of conflict there. Exactly. Now, I got a couple more questions for you. Uh, just a couple quick ones for you. Um, you do a lot of cam soda work. Now, can you describe like what a typical uh, cam soda uh, schedule, I guess, looks like? Because it looks like um, there's some people that are on there all day long, and you, you do a couple hours on there. Do you enjoy the cam soda work? Is that something that like you're going to continue doing, or... Like, how does the whole schedule yeah. work? Because it just seems kind of random and sporadic. Um, Cam Soda has been really good to me. They have um, had me under contract for about three years. And um, they book me to do specific shows. They're usually, like, between an hour and a half, two hours long, um, sometimes an hour. And, um, yeah, they book me for a certain amount of shows, and... I do them, uh, whereas as opposed to other performers that might uh, not have a contract with them and they work cam soda all day like a job. I really enjoy the behind the scenes because I thought it was just somebody who made an account, turned on a webcam and did what they did and then turned it off when they felt like it. So it's nice to know there are contracts involved and not everyone's Sarah J. So, I mean, there's probably some people out there that do exactly what I just described. Like, they wake up in the morning, they just turn For the sure. camera on and do it, and that's it. Not everyone's in your shoes, obviously. Yep. So, I do appreciate that little right. behind the scenes. You know, Cam Soda is a really great company, and, um, you know, they want to make certain that they have high-name performers on their site. And the way for them to do that is to contract the girls, you know? It's... um 
it's it's really good and it gives me an opportunity to reach out to fans who prefer campsites. You know, there's so many different ways to get off anyone. And everybody has a different preference, you know. So um, there's a lot of fans that really want that interaction and they prefer campsites and they don't care if the girl's a four star or if the girl's a regular girl. They just want that human interaction. And I completely get it, you know, and I'm, I'm so glad that CampSoda has given me the opportunity to be on a network that has a far reach and that my fans can, you know, have that interaction. I also do camming. How much you heard, though. CampSoda has really been great, giving me an opportunity to be able to con- make connections with my fans that prefer, you know, the camming platform. I also have um, camming on my website, so I offer one hour of free camming to all my members every week, uh, which is, you know, like I said, a really great way for them to, you know, get to know me and have actual interaction with me on a regular basis. Okay. Man, and you know what? Like, you spend a lot of your life naked, and I appreciate every second that you spend naked, and I'm sure all of our (laughs) fans do as well. What did the AVN Award mean to you? Hmm, that is a very interesting question. Um, In general, I don't really feel that awards, and I don't mean just AVN, I mean all awards, are that valid. You know, um, a lot of times people receive awards for all different kinds of reasons, and maybe not necessarily the reason that is marked on the little plaque on the actual award. Um, But with me getting my AVN award and all the other awards that I've gotten to for the most part, um, I'm so appreciative for not necessarily the award, but the nomination. Every time I get nominated for an award, I probably feel more excitement than I do actual winning the award because um, I feel that the nomination is like even more legit because that means that they've recognized you amongst the whole industry in this very small group to be at the top of your game in whatever the category is. And that means a lot to me. That's a very good answer. I'm surprised because being an AVN Hall of Famer, I thought you would have been like, you know what, it's the ground the fucking best and fuck everyone else, you know? That's awesome that you, you know, like you appreciate the nomination because like, because like I've heard other like entertainers and other aspects like, you know, like daytime soap awards. Oh, I'm just happy to be nominated. But I, I, I guess it is true speaking from someone, uh, you know, as, as, as highly acclaimed as yourself in your industry. So that's awesome. Now, I do have one more question. Yeah. You know, the, yeah. the, I was going to say the Hall of Fame yeah. is definitely special. I've got the AVN Hall of Fame and the Urban X Hall of Fame. And, you know, it, 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 it's the same thing, only bigger. Like, so for the entire life of the industry, not even my life in the industry, but for the entire life of the industry, I've been cherry-picked and put into a, a group that is – been recognized above all others and i appreciate that okay okay now can you elaborate a little bit more on that like so i mean it's just kind of hard to put the words so like you're putting the on like a pedestal above other uh, adult entertainers because you're so well known or no 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 not at all okay so it's a hall of fame award so that means within the entire industry, the entire history of the industry since, you know, the beginning of the adult film. Yeah. Like, what, what I was trying to say is that it's a hall of fame. So in the whole history of the industry, only so many people are in the hall of fame. And I am appreciative and proud to be in that group that has recognition amongst the entire industry of the whole history of the industry not just the industry right now okay okay now i've only got one more question because i know we're you know like you've you've only given me a certain amount of time and i appreciate every second because like i said it's it's always nice to talk to your heroes people that you're fans of and that's what this podcast was created for 
we have a nice following, and I'm so glad that you're here, Sarah J. I'm a huge, huge, I'm a bigger fan now. If there was more shit I could buy that Sarah J. related, I would do it. Uh, if I mean, it, it, it's just phenomenal. Uh, my last question. Have you played my game? Oh, the hentai heroes. Yes. If you go to playsarahj.com, you can uh, actually play me in a game, hentai heroes, and as you play, I lose clothes, which you, is fun. You are a special character in that one. You're like a DLC character, right? In that one. Yeah. Oh my. Mm-hmm. See, I see. Don't you fool? I know my Sarah J. I know, I know my Sarah J stuff. I, I was looking at it, but I have an iPad and it's an old one and the game loads slow as shit. So I can't actually play it until I buy a new one. So I got to stop being cheap. I mean, I already got the subscription. I got the Starless Joker. I need a new iPad now. <laughs> but, yeah, you can just play on your phone. All right. So my last or question. Computer, your home computer also. Yeah, oh, your last question. All right. My last question is this. Now, you, you've had, you know, a scene with a trans, you've done black, you've done threesomes, you've done, you know, all sorts of stuff. Is there anything you haven't done yet that you that you want to do or is planning for your grand finale in, in porn? Because I know you won't do anal, which I'm is fine. Not, yeah, I'm definitely not planning a grand finale because I don't really plan a finale. I, I think that, um, you know, I would like to leave the, the door to doing porn open as long as I'm in the industry and I plan on staying in the industry a long time, um, you know, I might be 62 and haven't done a scene in eight years, but somebody approaches me and they say, I want to do it, you know? Oh, so, goodness, um, I'm so happy. I don't really plan a grand finale, but the scene that I would like to do uh, that I have not done yet is I would like to do a scene with two bisexual men. And it's not that big of a deal. I just haven't gotten around to scheduling it yet. It's, it's going to happen one day. Oh, my goodness. I can't wait. I'm going to keep my SarahJ.com subscription alive and well. Sarah J, you are, without a doubt, the most patient. Because, I mean, like, we both have storms going on in our area right now. We keep losing connection and coming back. So I appreciate yeah. you for being patient. And you are a phenomenal woman and just a great person overall. Do you have any plugs? Any Just throw out all, all, all your shit, all your links. Throw everything out right now, please. <laughs> Well, I've got sarahjlinks.com, and that will actually take you to all of my stuff, all the places that I put porn, all my social media, my toys, my T-shirts, all my merchandise, the game, cam soda schedule, my travel schedule. If you just go to sarahjlinks, S-A-R-A-J-A-Y-L-I-N-K-S.com, it's like the one-stop Sarah J shop. Oh, my goodness. You are just unbelievable and the best possible person I ever could have reached out to. And I'm so glad I found you when I was a young man. Now I'm an old man, and I'm still searching for you every single day. And I finally found you, Sarah J. And I'm <laughs> glad I have you here. Um, I'm going to post this tonight. And, um, yeah, and everyone's going to find your stuff. And I hope, you know, everyone buys everything because I'm a fan of you and I bought all your shit. I'm going to buy more things. I didn't know you had t-shirts. I'm going to buy those too. And I'm going to be wearing them around town and just promoting the hell out of it. Well, thank you. Yeah, I got, I got some decent t-shirts. You know, like I try not to make them too graphic because I feel like, you know, I want people to wear them. <laughs> oh, I don't give a shit. I'm going to wear them regardless. <laughs> oh, ladies and gentlemen, Miss Sarah J, the greatest porn star of all time. I don't care what she says. She's the greatest and no one else can come close. She's done it all, and you've been with some of the biggest stars of all time. And in my opinion, you are the biggest star, Sarah J. I appreciate you coming on the show today. And Thank you. Anytime you ever want anything, if you ever come out with something new that you want promoted or plugged, don't hesitate. Reach out, and um, we will make it happen. I appreciate you coming on, Sarah J. And I hope you enjoy Miami. You're going to be there all month. Yep. I love it here. It's, I've been here 12 years, so it's um, it's really part of me now. Well, I saw like your uh, Twitter post. You you were like you were posting your dates that you're gonna be doing things. So like I know you live there, but you're gonna be doing some special things. So whatever you're doing, I hope it's extremely yeah. Successful. I travel all over. I um, this month I'm going to Colombia and uh, Pensacola and um, Tampa. All right, Miss Sarah J, life of a adult entertainer, the best one of all time. <laughs> I'm a huge fan. I love you. And I appreciate you. And Thank you. you are the greatest. And hope you have a good night, Sarah J. And if you ever need anything, you please reach out. We will have you back on. And hopefully the storms don't screw everything up. 
I'm a little embarrassed by it, but you yeah. can't stop Mother Nature. Yeah, I can't do anything about it. We made it work. <laughs> All right, Sarah, you have a good night, and thank you for being on the Voices of Misery podcast. Thank you. Okay, thanks. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that was Sarah J., amazing adult entertainer, the greatest of all time. I mean, you you heard it all, man. She told some good stories. She, um, very humble woman, just an amazing person overall. And we had some issues during this podcast. I mean, she's in Miami right now. There's a big storm going on and, uh, we kept losing connection, but she was a trooper and a pro- true professional. She called back. We kind of touched base, like what were we talking about last and we recorded again. So I tried to cut this thing up as good as I could, but this is what you got, man. I mean, this is fucking Sarah J. I don't give a shit. What do you think? I, I mean, you got to do what you got to do. I, I mean, I mean, shit, like you can't stop Mother Nature. Mother Nature is a force of nature, and this bitch was fucking rough tonight. But yeah, Sarah J was on the show, and uh, she couldn't have been any cooler. She is one of the coolest people, I think, on the planet. And very successful at what she does. And, and just an overall great person. Big fan. I'll always be a fan. And she's going to do this for a very long time. Thank goodness. You guys can all rejoice. She's not going to be like the other ones that retire after a few years or whatever. She's awesome. Um, yeah, man. So what do you think there, uh, Mistress? Nerdette? <laughs> Good job. All right. Well, anyway, um, I was hoping um, you know, we can uh, have a few final words here, but... I'm just on cloud nine right now. It's like, you know, some people say you should never meet your heroes, but I met mine tonight and I'm very happy. So anyway, this is the Voices of Misery podcast signing off tonight. And uh, yeah, I mean, Mother Nature's a bitch, but we made it work and it happened. And here you go, ladies and gentlemen. Y'all have a good night. We'll talk to you next time.